You are, I believe, Mrs. Collins, asserts Captain Garrida. He has spoken of you. You work with the Indian women, writing down their language. Commendable. I fear I make little progress with that endeavor. It is, though, a most captivating puzzle, one almost beyond me. I walk and watch for loose stones on the path. These Indians like to keep their mystery, don't you think? Captain, with respect, they're surely not Indians. India is, you will agree, a land, though Antipodean, far away from here. What would you have me call them, madam? Savages? Natives? Blacks? I fancy, sir, the people of the land where we walk here on this rocky slope are Yura. That is what I would say. Yura. A strange and simple word for a people so elusive and perplexing. We reach the flat, cooler summit of the point. Hail, friend. I knew I'd find you gazing out to sea. What? No Indians with you today? The place is quite deserted. Captain, Mrs. Collins, says the man of stars. Yes, the smoke, this heat. Anyone with sense is resting or sitting in the shade. I found Mrs. Collins on the path. Early dinner, she swallowed a fly. I'm perfectly recovered, I add. Thank you. Yes, I had hoped it would be clear here on the headland. Elsewhere below, there is quite a clamor. Yes, yes, which brings me to my business with you, Lieutenant, says the captain. I fidget with my basket, caught between my intention to seek solace here or to find shade under the nearby trees. Perhaps to recover, to take some refreshment. I have some meat and seed bread, if you would both like to partake, I venture. Seed bread? How exotic! From the Eura, Mrs. Collins? The captain scoffs. It is a recipe we learned from some Gadigal women, Captain. My friend, the midwife, she... Excellent, let me try. I will give you my opinion. Lieutenant, sit, relax. We will taste this seed bread. It is actually a mix of flour, nectar, seed and berries. I think, Lieutenant, you might recognize burung with a little warada and yagali with seeds of wadamuli. But burung fruit are not edible, Mrs. Collins, frowns the man of stars. Indeed, but we have learned to crush and soak them, waiting for the toxin to leach from the fruit. Then we dry them and grind them on stone to add to our flour. The captain looks to the star man. The star man looks to me. I think I see a touch of pride. 
I think he almost smiles. To the observatory then, says the man of stars, we shall break our fast. You will have heard of this uh, business with the gamekeeper, continues the captain. There is a plan, indeed a plan for justice, retribution if you like. What plan, says the starman? Well, I must say that it seems dastardly, though it is now much improved thanks to my modest powers of persuasion. What is the plan? Tomorrow we march on Gamai announces the captain, proud of his vernacular. Yes, we are to bring back not ten, but six. We are to capture six Indians in retribution for the gamekeeper's murder. Six people for one man. Yes, the commander asserts that it's uh, high time for a lesson. More pain now, and that will be an end to this business of killing unarmed men. It makes no sense. How would you capture six men? Well, we take a company of 46 men and surround their village in darkness. I can't see how that will work, Captain. The pincer movement, Lieutenant, he says, touching the side of his nose and continuing in one fluid opening gesture. And you, my friend, will be in the forward line with the compass, as always, counting steps, making sure we stay on track. I'll be leading the men. We'll camp overnight and bring them back the next day. This captain truly is the image of the glossy, preening and clever black cockatoo, Garda. I can't possibly leave my work, says the starman. Please take someone else. the distinguished, the quite individual, wedge-tailed eagle, Boromiri. Nonsense, Mrs. Collins here will take care of your speakers, won't you, Mrs. Collins? Stars won't go anywhere for one night, my friend. He pats Boromiri on the shoulder, all warmth, all charm. I see the star man shrink from his touch. At any rate, old friend, it's an order. Double rations. We leave tomorrow at this time. The long and the short of it. I'll be off now. Dinner with the commander. I work late into the night, a hot and heavy night in December. Finally, I complete the notebook duplication using the last of my candles. I have spent, I am joyous. I wake with a start. The air is still loaded, waiting for a storm. Birds everywhere exhorting the news. Get ready. Get ready to fly, they seem to say. Today is the day. I rise 
I stretch, I yawn, I release, I loosen my shoulders, I wash, I smell of feathers, I taste of cold black ink. I am heavy with moonlight. I am empty with relief. Dressing quickly, I grab my hat and basket, a lump of meat and some seed bread. At my table, I caress the notebooks. Small, so beloved in their navy blue jackets. I place his notebooks with my copy, larger, newer. I stare into the water-worn pebbles at the cover for my work. Colours of this land purchased in Portsmouth. I put my second copy back in the trunk, along with my tear-stained sea journal. I tear the stiff brown paper in half and wrap three notebooks for the Starman. When I arrive on the headland, the women are gathered in the shade away from the open ground. The Starman is with them. Their voices are urgent, hushed. Our spearman, he killed him. Yes, I know. That evil white man hurt them. He hurt the children. No. Our clever one finished him off. He made it right. It's all fair now. Bial. Not so. Now they want to kill many more. White man want to kill many Gamaigal. No, no more. The women have told what they know of the killing. The star man has shared what he knows of the plan for retribution. He should not have uttered a word. Of course the plan will never work. Four dozen men with double rations crashing through the bush paths from the cove to Gum Island. But 
What if it does work? Do these gentle friends know already that he will be with this hunting party? They will see him as just one more foe, following the rule of the musket, Jaraba. An old woman, the same one I met under the shade tree so very long ago, raises her hand to hold the speaking. Didgerigurai, enough. Everyone stops, listens. You will go with them. You will see the way. You will see yourself, eagle. You will come back here. You will speak the truth. Yes. Yes. The eagle star man is relieved. The old woman knows the plan. She knows he has to go with the soldiers. She understands his heart is true. Yes. She continues in a rasping voice, calling on her ancient prescience, demanding attention with every syllable, no softening of her vision as the truth unfolds. The commander, he will not listen. He will send you away. You will go. You will leave us all. You will leave on a ship. Thus said, you will never return. <laughs>